Come on. Come on, I don't need the gun. Put it down. Come on. Let's play. Come on. It's not I think we got started off on the wrong foot. Stand good speed, FBI. Uh, let's talk music. Do you like the Elton John song Rocket Man? I don't like soft ass shit. Oh, you don't. Well, I only bring it up because uh, it's you. You're the Rocket Man. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. Has a kite by then. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh no, no, no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Burning out his fuse out here Alone And I think it's gonna oh, be a long, long, long time. time Till touchdown brings me round again to find not the man I used to be at all. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man burning out his fuse out here alone. <laughs> I'm not singing anymore because I know you're recording this. Greetings, programs and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. This is John Patrick, the Master Control Program. And here with me again is Rojan. Greetings, everybody. And we are old nerds, and we will be drinking <laughs> and eating something. something. We'll be drinking and eating. <laughs> so, so Rojan has a story to tell. So, story time. Okay. Well, um, right now my my podcast is on hiatus because summer was running out, and I just have a lot of stuff on my plate that I have to get done here. So, um, me and, and and the wife went down to Gatlingburg, Tennessee, and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, on vacation. This is our first vacation since before COVID, so it's been a while. And um, if you've ever been down to Tennessee at either one of those two cities, um, and Pigeon Forge and, and Gatlinburg are the equivalent of, of my city that you live in, John, uh, the city that I live in and the city that you live in, John, they're, they're not very far apart. It's just that one is up in the mountains. Um, so we stayed in Pigeon Forge. And um, there are moonshine places everywhere in Tennessee, everywhere. Like there's a million different moonshine distilleries down there. My particular favorite is Old Smoky, primarily because of the variety of flavors that they have. Um, my wife is not a drinker and she really doesn't care too much when I drink, but she doesn't say anything. And I said, well, the one place that I want to go when we get there is Old Smoky Distillery. Um, so we get there. And you walk into Old Smoky Distillery and they've got this big area in the middle of it where you can go up and get your tastings. And the walls are just lined with all kinds of flavors. Blueberry, cherries, uh, pineapple. They got pineapples in our moonshine. And, and um, they have, uh, which one of the flavors we're going to try tonight is the uh, Old Smoky uh, Lemon Tea Shine, which is one of my favorites. Um, but, but do they have the snozberry flavored moonshine? You know, I, I, I want to say that they did. 
I don't remember, but part of me says, yeah, maybe they did. Oh my um, God, that would be amazing if they actually had snozberry flavored moonshine. I, I don't know. A part of me says yes, but I don't, I don't remember exactly. I mean, it was just like when I walked in there, it was just flavor after flavor after flavor after flavor after flavor. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to get here. So being that this is Old Nerds drinking and we are known for drinking a variety of strange and unusual things. Um, many of these things that you make me drink are wretched, horrible, disgusting, and a lot of... Oh, to be fair, uh, Rojan came back, and he had banana pudding-flavored moonshine? Well, we'll get to that. We'll but, get to that. Well, no, 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 because we need to, like, we're going to call out that I'm a bitch. You because, are being a bitch. Because my, like, one of my hard stops is banana flavor. Like, I fucking hate banana flavor. Um so- that, yeah, I, that I did is, get banana pudding moonshine, yeah, which get, is amazingly delicious. It's great in coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is, but yeah, banana flavoring is a fucking hard pass for me. This is the far, this like, is the like funny that, part. Like that is safe word level food for me. Like no, no, I no no banana. Here's the funny part about all of this. What I have failed the flavor that I have failed to mention yet is that Old Smoky makes pickles in moonshine. Um. And that's the one I really thought you would fight me at. Now, for the record, we are not going to drink the juice. We are going to eat a pickle from yeah. the jar. I was gonna say I, I did um, I did post like some like that I was hesitant about it, and the reason is because I thought the moonshine might fuck up the flavor of the pickle. Because I, God damn it, I love pickles. Well, and, and if I'm gonna eat a moonshine pickle and it tastes like fucking ass, then I'm gonna be angry. Not to sound like public radio, but I would like you to pick up the pickle and smell the pickle right now, if you if you would please. Mm. Just, <laughs> I I am picking up fl- like some uh, some hints of, yep, definitely pickle. Yep, little bit a little bit of dill. Oh, just a hint of right ball up sweat. right up into my face. Yeah, yeah I got. But the it does it doesn't it doesn't smell like moonshine though. It does smell it does smell and seem like it's going to be a decent pickle. It, yeah, it does, but this it, is what I really thought you were going to fight me on. Um, but I I, I was not going to say here we're going to drink the juice out of this. Um, but you, you're like, yeah, we'll eat the pickle, but you drew a hard line, hard pass at the banana pudding. Yeah, a hard and pass now, on the banana pudding. I am butthurt about this because you have given me some of the most rancid, disgusting, horrid fluids of alcohol content ever, and I still have drank them. Sir. Good or bad. Sir. Which a lot of people, and they know who they are, listen to this show, specifically hear me lose my shit over the stuff that we drink on this show, specifically for my reactions, good or bad. Well, yeah, that's that's our dynamic. I'm the straight man. You're the funny man. So anyway, um, so, <laughs> I, I, I'm Abbott. You're Costello. So that's that's really odd, because in my old po- in my other podcast, I usually I used to play that other role. Yeah, but you, anyways, was, you were the straight man. But here we here. The dynamics changed. You're a switch in this show. So you're not going to drink the banana pudding. I've, I've poured some of myself. Um, the banana pudding moonshine is phenomenal in coffee. I th- yeah. I, I, OK, if you don't want to drink it, I'm very butthurt. And I hope you leave this into the show. Um, but I'm very butthurt that you have drawn a hard pass at this, considering the Pick- amount of shit. You won't even taste it. Pickles, bananas, and Rogan's butthurt. Yeah, that's, that, it's going to be that kind of show, folks. The one thing that I do know that you will enjoy, which we will save till last, will be the Old Smoky uh, Lemon uh, Tea Shine. So I guess we should start off with, do you want to start with eating the pickle first? Or oh, do you, fuck yeah, let's okay. start with the pickle. Let's start with the pickle here. Okay. So here we go. Let's savor it. I cannot taste any alcohol at all. Oh, I can. In this pickle. Oh, yeah, I can. Do you like it or dislike it? Dislike. Really? Yep. 
Okay. Because uh, I am getting, it's like, I taste the, the, the garlicky dillness of the pickle, and then I taste rubbing alcohol. Really? I can't taste anything? Yep. Um, when I asked him what you would do with this there, the guy behind the counter, the gentleman, he was very cool about it. He says, well, everybody around me was like, yeah, they taste like pickles. They're really good. They taste like a Vlasic. I will say they do maintain their crunchiness. It does have it the does, good yeah, crunchiness it is crunchy. to it. Um, and I said, well, what would you do with this if you're somebody who's like, what do you do with the juice afterwards? And the guy said, well, we have a lot of people that take this and they make Bloody Marys with it. Mm-hmm. So could you see yourself using this for Bloody Mary? Are you a Bloody Mary drinker? Oh, no. Okay, so that throws that idea right out the window. Yeah, the acidity of the uh, tomato juice just kills my stomach in the okay. morning. All right, well, I will give you credit for trying. I will give you credit for trying the pickle. So uh, you're making a horrid face of pain. And, uh, did you feel a great disturbance in the force that thousands of voices were screaming out in pain and then suddenly silenced? <laughs> oh, no, no, What no. happened? What did you do? Did you do? What did you do? Is, is the pickle I, affecting you? Oh, no, I... Is it Pickle Rick? <laughs> I mean, what's going on It here? is not, in fact, Pickle Rick. Okay. Um, and, and I'm amazed we made it this far without a Pickle Rick reference. Yes. I'm Pickle Rick! Um, no, I took my tendonitis heel and whacked it right back into the uh, wheel of the chair. So, yeah, that, that, that hurt. That yes, was, yes, uh... very sad. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> I understand you're in pain. I just don't care. <laughs> no, I do, but... Yeah, yeah. So, um, I kind of wish we had something to cleanse the palate here before we move on to something else, because... We do! We have iced tea. Yeah, but I want you to be able to... Well, if, you, if you're cool with going straight into the iced tea, I guess let's just do it here. Um... Oh, you're drinking regular iced tea. No, I had a little bit of I had a little bit of water okay. in a cup. Um, so I guess we'll try the old smoky moonshine. We couldn't clink pickles together, so let's clink these together here. Yeah, believe it or not, these like I was actually surprised I had a matching set of shot glasses. Now you have a double shot of this because you didn't want to drink the banana. Because I'm a little bitch. Okay, so here we go. I, I will freely admit. So let's knock one back. You like it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, um, I said, no. what would you do with this? And he said, well, some people use it for Long Island iced teas, or they can put more tea in it or what have you. Dude, honestly, I'd drink this straight. Straight, yeah. No, not straight. I, I'd pour it over ice and then maybe add like a, a half ounce of lemon juice just to give it like that, a little bit of fresh lemon to kind of overpower the last little bit of alcohol because i mean this is good it is it's um, real smooth and it's not as like powerfully sweet as the burdette's sweet tea uh yeah. vodka which mm -hmm. is really good but yeah i mean okay theory i propose we mix this with the bernadette's i'm sorry ro i'm not getting married again okay anyways <laughs> <laughs> So we should. Why don't we try mixing the Bernadettes with this? Because I thought the exact same thing. Uh, I went, I was wondering how these two would compare and pair together. But it is very good straight, just on its own, right. which um, is dangerous because um, the alcohol I, it's there, but it's not knock me on my ass, overpowering. Like oh my god, this is like a hundred proof, like that bourbon you gave me, which just about destroyed my throat. This is very smooth. So you could mix this with stuff, but I would drink this just fine with ice. Yeah, no, th this this straight over ice, like I said, if I did anything to it, it would be half an ounce of fresh lemon juice mm -hmm. just to give it that little brightness to bring the lemon a little bit forward. Because I'll admit, I get more iced tea than I get lemon. 
but yeah, it's it's but it's it's just sweet enough. It's mm-hmm. smooth. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this this would destroy any twelve step program that I could think of. Unless step one is pour drink, step two is drink it, mm-hmm. and step three through twelve is repeat. Now let me see what proof this is. I believe this is forty proof. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is. I this is feels pretty tame. Yeah, it's twenty percent alcohol, forty proof. It's not that strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this was very good. Now my fa- the, the the pickle the pickle thing that is kind of um like that's not something I'm going to drink. I'll sit down and eat a pickle because I like right. pickles. Um, so that's kind of a thing unto and of itself. Like you don't you're not going to dr- grab that and make a drink unless you're making a Bloody Mary or something like that. Um, you know, I I could maybe see. A very dirty martini, because a dirty martini, you use a little bit of olive brine, Mm -hmm. so make a pickle martini, and use a little bit of the pickle brine in it. You know what? I want to try the juice, but I know it's going to destroy my stomach. Oh my god, I I was going to say, like, I would never drink it, but I'm envisioning the drink right now. Uh, We're going to call it uh, Dirty Sanchez, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's going to be... uh, I'd just call it a pickle rick and just get over it. You know? Well, see, I, I wanted to keep the dirty, homage to a dirty martini. Dirty. Ah, very clever. I see what you did there. Yeah. I retract my statement. Now that you've explained it, that is a and, far superior name for, for a dirty uh, Mr. Rick Sanchez of Earth Dimension C-137. Yeah. So, yeah, a dirty Sanchez. Since okay. you are not going to drink the banana pudding. No, but, um, I'm, no, but I'm almost done with the uh, the... Lemon tea vodka. Oh, I plowed through that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm savoring it. I will drink the banana pudding here because um, it's amazing. Mm. God, it's so good. Mm. God, I, w- I wish you liked this because it is really good. Yeah. It's it's almost too sweet to drink on its own. Um, oh, it's 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 so it's you're, you're gonna hate it. It's so amazing, but you're gonna hate it because it's yeah. so banana-y. I know. Fun like... fact: a banana is actually a berry. This has been another useless fact. Yeah, and like anytime like I see a a, mm. a yellow wrapped candy thinking it's lemon cuz lemon is like my absolute favorite flavor and then I find out it's banana when I bite into it it makes me want to hunt down the person who came up with that flavor and just physically harm them. Could you show me on the doll where the evil banana touched you? Well, <laughs> somewhere mm. right around the Angry Pirate. Wow, this is really good. I I, re- I really wish you enjoyed this, but that's fine. It's more for me, you know. Yep. Um. Well, um. Yeah. Well, thank you for going on this adventure with me. I'm. I'm, gl- I, I'm glad. I'm sorry you don't like the pickle, but at least you tried it. Yeah, you know. And I it, do it, enjoy yeah. the pickle. Part of me wants to drink some of the juice, but I know it's just going to destroy my stomach right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Last week, uh, between when we recorded last and now, the Motor City Comic Con opened up their uh, submissions for press passes. And as you know, we had been kind of petitioning hard to hopefully get a press pass for the uh, from the Motor City Comic Con. And yeah, Jake and Tom got theirs. Fuckers. <laughs> well, you buried the lead because. Um, so I just heard back from, or last night at 11 o'clock, uh, I received from the Motor City Comic Con, thank you for your interest in covering the 2021 Motor City Comic Con, a.k.a. MC3. 
Due to the high number of applications this year, we are limited in the number of credentials we can issue to the press and can only approve a fraction of the applicants who applied. Please understand we don't love making these decisions, but unfortunately we're unable to accommodate your request for the press pass for 20, the 2021 show. We hope you're still able to come and enjoy the show. Thank you, the MC3 team. I'd like two tickets to Terrence and Philip, please. No! <laughs> <laughs> so it is with great sadness that we announce that we will not be live at the Motor City Comic Con covering. Uh, which I don't even think you said you would be able to make it because when I applied, yeah, I I'm not sure. Well, at the time I was on, I was going to be going down to Daytona for Biketober. Mm-hmm. Um, Daytona does two motorcycle events a year, one in October and one in March. And at the time, uh, um, I wasn't able to go because of that. But since then, the COVID numbers have gone up down there, and uh, it's it's just going to be a lot easier for me to go in March instead because Florida. Because Florida, and uh, the other thing is, um, I am vaxxed up pretty well. Um, and I did just go on vacation to a fairly congested city, but I am still a little leery of being around a lot of people close quarters. And, and I'm generally not a person that likes crowds anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Jake and Tom are coming down. And... Yeah, so, so the the flip side of mm-hmm. this is that our buddies Jake and Tom over at uh, the, what what is their Jake and Tom? Lindbergh? I'm having a stroke right now and can't remember the name of their show, and I should, even though I've been on there a million times. We've both been on their show. And, like, our shows are very, Together. very similar. Yeah. Um, wow. It's a show about two middle-aged... The Drunken Dorks Podcast. Uh, the Drunken Dorks Podcast. I, yeah, it came back to me now. Yes. Yeah, and yet another uh, entry in the genre of two older nerds drinking and talking about nerdy stuff on podcasts. I still think you should go, though, if you want to go. You know, don't, don't not go because of me. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, and I still may go. It's just a question of now it's the added expense of having to buy a badge. Um, Tickets, parking. Yeah. Yeah, and driving. Yeah, I, I get it. You know. On top of the fact that um, I have another con the weekend after. Mm-hmm. And I'll be at a hotel for that con because it's in Lansing. So I'll be there for a weekend and probably spending a lot of money. Um, then I think there are some other events going on in October that I'm going to try and go to. Yeah, you've got gaming conventions galore coming up. Ahead of yeah, you, so. uh, in October we have the Michigan GT. I will actually be appearing in the near future on the Michigan GT's uh, podcast because I run uh, some events there. And then I may simulcast that over to our podcast. Rock. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I man, I really want to get to the Motor City uh, Comic Con because there is some amazing people going to be at the, the Motor City Comic Con. You, you should this still year. try to go because, um, I mean, if I know Jake and Tom, they'll, they'll, they'll do what they can. They'll hook you up. I mean, still, you can go. And it doesn't hurt to just walk up to somebody and say, hey, can I get an interview for my podcast or whatever? You know, and if you want to, if you want to be sleazy about it, you know, there, there's ways you can you can pull it off. There's ways you can there's ways you can do things. So you know, um, but I think you should still give it a shot if you want to go. I don't think it would I don't think it would hurt anything. Yeah, it, but it's, it's up to you. You know, it's mainly if I can arrange to get one of the days off mm-hmm. and I can swing it, I may go. Because uh, like I said, there are there's a bunch of dude. There's so many celebrities I want to meet. Uh, Catherine Tate's going to be there, who was, like, one of my favorite Doctor Who people, but also, like, uh, I really enjoy some of the stuff she's done outside of Doctor Who. Uh, David Koechner's going to be there, who I think is fucking hilarious, and very, like, one of the early things he did in his career was part of an improv group, and he did a sketch comedy show where they did a a sketch about uh, 
guys who did hotel AV work. So that is very near and dear to my heart because I lived that for so long. Like we found that on the internet and it's got like Andy Richter's in it too. Um, and yeah, we, we enjoyed the shit out of that. But also uh, Ice-T is going to be there. Ice-T is going to be at Comic-Con. Ice-T is going to be at Comic-Con with his wife. But that's, yeah, that's weird. That's kind of odd. Dude. That's kind of strange. Wow. Dude, do you know, like, the amount of money... But you know what? If I had it to spend, the amount of money I would be willing to throw at Ice-T to get him to record, this is Detective Olafim Tutuola of the Special Victims Unit. And I'm... These fuckers at old nerds drinking. <laughs> like, just something like mm-hmm. that. And have him, like, improv something that we can use at the beginning of the show. I may know a way to make that happen, but we'll talk about that off the air. Oh, oh, you got, you got, you got the hookup? I, I may be able to make that happen. We'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> leave it in the show if you want. <laughs> we'll leave that ominous. <laughs> but uh, uh, Dennis Lawson, yeah. who is one of my favorite background Star Wars characters. Uh, he's the guy who played Wedge Antilles. He's going to oh. be there. Um, Elijah Wood's going to be there. I think you should try to go and see yeah. what you can do. Uh, let's I mean, see. if you really want to do this stuff, then yeah, go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, John Barrowman's going to be there, so I, like, I might be able to pay to get him to like grab my ass for fun. I don't think you'd have to pay him to do that. Yeah. I know people that know him, and he's, um, he's a pretty receptive guy to those kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the last, the, the last person they just announced was uh, Gina Carlo Esposito is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the person who, if he shows up in your show, your main characters are fucked. Uh, most recently, no, uh, it's hilarious because I'm reading his bio, and uh, you can almost tell it was copy and pasted from a previous year. Because, well, the man does have a very impressive, like, back history. Yeah, but right in the last year, has anybody really done because of COVID? So um, He did The Mandalorian Season 2. Okay. And it completely does not mention his being in The Mandalorian at all. It's like, hmm, methinks this might be uh, written a little old. Or it could be Disney. There's, You know what? There's some... I, I don't know. Do you want to transition into the Disney? Do you want to? Well, want the, to, I was going to say that there's a couple other people I wanted to talk, like uh, mention. Uh, Ming Na Wen is going to be there, who was in Agents of Shield and also in The Mandalorian. She's amazing. That yeah. woman is in her fifties. She's hot as fuck. She's she's just amazing. Oh yeah, you yeah. know she like she she is the first confirmed Disney hat trick. Mm-hmm. She is a uh, Disney princess. Yep. She is a Marvel superhero, mm-hmm. and she is a Star Wars character. Yes. So she yeah. she is the first person to get the Disney hat trick. Yeah, and she, she she this looks like I didn't I couldn't believe how old she was that she was in her fifties until I read it in her bio and it's mm-hmm. like this chick is amazing. Yeah, like she is. I'm I'm really big on strong female characters, and by strong female characters I mean like Ripley, you know, people like that. Not right. not the bubblegum you know, throw out their, like, here's a female role model for you. I mean, no, I want real, genuine, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I like strong female characters. Right. Like, and, and she and does what, the job. What makes Ripley amazing is that in Alien, Ripley is the only one who wants to follow procedure and do exactly what is intelligent and smart to do, mm-hmm. 
nobody listens to her, they all die, and she's the only one who survives because she knew what, how to survive in a survival situation. Yes. Yes. Um, well, Sigourney Weaver generally is a good, she's a good female actor for those kind of roles anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there, there, there is no Sigourney, there is only Zool. <laughs> but, um, um, so anyways, But yeah. there's, a, there, there's also a comic book guest that I am really, really interested to see. And that is uh, Jim Starlin. And if you don't know the name, you definitely know the characters he created because he essentially came up with the Marvel, um, like the super space Marvel. He is responsible for um, Thanos, Drax, Gamora, basically the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the whole idea of the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, he is partially responsible for recreating Adam Warlock as some weird from some weirdo background character into um, a staple of the Marvel cosmic universe, um, and, like changing Captain Marvel from being like just the female Miss Marvel to like oh no she's a cosmic level hero. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's responsible for all of that, and he was he's up there with Jack Kirby and the Greats, right? He was an artist. He was a writer. Uh, he did some just amazing things, and I would really, really love to meet him. You know what? On that note, that reminds me of something. We need to do a toast. Uh, we did uh, say goodbye to a, a beloved, beloved media figure. And, and beloved for being kind of like the crotchety old man. Uh, but we're going to uh, say this old nerds drinking goodbye to Ed Asner. Asner. Uh, at the ripe old age, I think he was in his 90s. I actually had thought he... We were on the way back, and the wife said Ed Asner passed away, and it didn't click into my head. I'm like, I thought that dude was already dead. And then um, I was in the car just scrolling through stuff, and then I realized, I'm like, oh my God, this is a guy who did all of these great voices oh. and all of these old shows. Well, and I mean... Shows and stuff. Yeah, not, not just voices, but like, I mean, going back to... He was in the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm -hmm. Um... See, that was where I thought about him from, so I was kind of like, all right, yeah, whatever. And then I was yeah. like, wait a minute. And then until you think about it, and it's like, oh, he was the voice of uh, the uh, old man in Up. Yep. He was the voice of, uh, or not the voice of, but he was Santa in The Elf. Mm -hmm. Or Elf, yeah. Uh, he did uh, voices for American Dad. He did voices for SpongeBob. He did voices for, oh, let's just go through his filmography. Oh, yeah, he was Ed Wunsler in uh, uh, The Boondocks, uh, Young Justice League, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, uh, Up. He was See, in it's always cool when you have actors like this that are old, and they, they kind of recreate themselves in, I, I guess geek culture would be the way to call it, but mm -hmm. they come back, like, that's what, that's what Mark Hamill did. Mark Hamill... He was pretty much done until, boom, he pops up as the voice of the Joker and stuff. Um, you had it happen with um, uh, the guy who played um, the original Batman. Oh, God, I can't um, Adam West. Adam West. Adam West became cool again doing this kind of stuff. So it's always cool um, when somebody goes out and, like, re-owns and becomes cool again in their own way, you know? He was in Knights of the Old Republic 2. He was in The Grim Adventures of Bill and Man Billy and Mandy. Oh, that's right. He was in Knights of the Old Republic 1. He was in King of the Hill. He was in Family Guy. Oh, shit. 
He was J. Joe to Jameson in the Spider-Man, uh, the 90s yeah. Spider-Man yeah, series. He was. I forgot yeah. about that. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, um, you know, uh, carry on well wherever you may end up, Mr. Asner. And, yep. uh, you know, I, I, I wish you the best in, in the next life. Yeah. You've contributed so much to, to geek culture. So, yeah. yeah. You, but, you, um, you will be missed. I, you will I, be missed. And it's so funny because I was talking about him because Disney Plus just came out with a, a, like a series based on Up, focusing on the dog. But it had Ed, Ed Asner in it as the uh, Carl, mm-hmm. and and it's like, oh man, the Ed Asner's back doing that. And sure enough, it's like less than two days after they announced the show, he passed away. Man, wow. So, so uh, well, let's talk about let's talk about the Disney Plus What If series. Oh yeah, yeah, because we have a lot to discuss. There, holy cause... fuck, man! If if you. If you are not following this, we, well, let's see, we are today recording on Thursday the 2nd. At this point, I believe we're halfway through the series, because I think it's going to be eight episodes, and we've gotten four. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy. They're strange shows. Like, the first couple, the first one was really good. Well, um, let, 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 let's just say right now, uh, we're going to go into spoiler territories for all the episodes, Thus far. Uh, all the episodes thus far. Um, but yeah, like, like episodes one and two, those are a couple of weeks ago. There's nothing, but th- this is the episode that, that we're going to talk about the episode that went yesterday. I believe the first episode thus far was the strongest, um, and that was the one where uh, Peggy Carter becomes ends yeah. up being the the Captain America. Yeah, Pe- Peggy Carter gets the super soldier yep. serum. Uh, episode two was uh, Star Panther, which is what if uh, Yondu kidnapped T'Challa. Which was a better episode than I thought it was going to be. What's <laughs> funny is, like T'Challa ends up being like the guy that kind of saves the the universe, and every and he's just this really so, super likable guy. So and... so here's the thing. T'Challa as Star-Lord is exactly what Peter Quill at Star-Lord thought he was. Mm -hmm. But T'Challa was actually that guy. Mm -hmm. Like when T'Challa is Star-Lord and he says, who are you? I'm Star-Lord. And everybody fucking knows who Star-Lord is. Yeah. They're like, holy shit, it's Star-Lord. Yeah. I want to be in your gang, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's a really genuine, nice guy and everybody gets along with him. Like completely talks down Thanos just by actually talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then episode three was interesting. It's the uh, what if uh, the Avengers never assembled and they were all killed off. That was an interesting show. Now, mm-hmm. there's something about that show that I noted, and I don't know, whoops, I don't know, I haven't looked into this, I haven't investigated any of this, but I did note that the voice of uh black widow was not scarlett johansson it was not so i'm wondering and I which did. which is fucking surprising because it dealt with hank pime and that really was michael douglas this is the thing that i'm wondering though because of the legal ramifications that have happened with scarlett johansson i'm wondering if they took her out of there and just overdubbed somebody else's voice in and re-edit because it wouldn't be really hard for them to do because it's a cartoon and they can do that 
And because they also did it with Drax, Drax was in the other episode, but that wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't Batista, correct? And because Batista's also having problems with Disney, because the next Guardians movie he's done and out because he doesn't want to do I don't know I don't remember what there's different variations of the story, but either way, he's done and out, and they didn't bring him back for that. So I'm wondering if Scarlett Johansson did, and again I have not checked up done this to look it up. I don't know if this is what happened. If you guys want to go and post it on the O and D page on Facebook, that'd be great. But I'm wondering if uh, she did do it and they went back and edited her out of it because of the legal situation going on with her. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% sure that because of that, uh, they recast her voice. Um, but then the most recent episode was the uh, what if per, what if Doctor Strange went evil? That see that episode and the last episode before it, those were both very dark episodes. Dude, that didn't no, no, end I'm, on the I, best of I, notes. I'm, I'm sorry. This last episode is possibly the darkest thing we've seen out of Disney yes. since Return to Oz. Yeah, it was. This, this may be the darkest thing we've seen out of Disney since fucking the Black Hole. Yeah, it was. It was weird. Yeah. But the thing is, is all of these episodes in the end, they're going to tie together in their own version of the What If Avengers. And apparently, and this has been confirmed, Peggy Carter is also going to show up again in real life. As Captain, well, she's not Captain Britain. I can't remember what name she goes. She's under. Captain Carter. Okay, Captain Carter. She is going to turn uh, turn up again in real life as Captain Carter. Supposedly, they're saying in the Multiverse of Madness because that movie is batshit crazy with the stuff that they've got going on. Oh with yeah, that movie. yeah, yeah. So she, they've, they, Disney has said that she will be returning live action as that character, which is cool because. I really liked her show, and they, they kind of did her dirty when they got rid of it, and a lot of the fans were like, hey, you know, why did you do that? Because that show, in my opinion, was superior to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just axed it, and it was like, no, you, you need to keep doing this character. Um, and that's apparently how they're, that's, see, again, I've said this before, Disney will satisfy the fans if they know it will make them money, you know? Yeah. And I think they pay real close attention to what people want. Because they're like, if that's what they want, let's make it happen as long as there's money in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know. And, and and going back to yesterday's episode, man, like, um, that was everybody from the Doctor Strange cast. Everybody. That was Benedict everybody. Cumberbatch. Yep. That was uh, uh, James Wong. That mm -hmm. was um, uh, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Um, it, it was everybody from the movie is doing their voice. Yeah. And it, it, it was... A very well done episode. That's the one thing, like when they change, like when they didn't put Scarlett Johansson in, and when they didn't put Batista in there, it kind of broke things because you get so used to hearing the characters playing, being played by their voices, eh. that you know, uh, it, it, I know it doesn't, but it does. Batista you know? didn't bother me because he had like two lines yeah, in the episode. I, that, that was yeah, okay, I'll, I'll grant um, you on that one. And it was like, well, we knew that, but the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, it was like yeah. that's not Scarlett Johansson, and the girl that was playing her. Didn't sound right. It didn't. It didn't even sound like Black Widow. So, um, I believe that is the person who does Black Widow for the Marvel video games, mm. and maybe some of the Marvel animated stuff. So it's not like it was somebody brand so new. So it's a quick phone call, right? Yeah, we need you. Um, Come on in. Here's some lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we we still got a couple of episodes left. We know one of them is Marvel Zombies. Um, that's the one that I'm probably the least interested in. Oh all my god, life. I fucking hate the Marvel Zombies. Like, like that whole gimmick just fucking irks me. And I've said it before, and I will continue to say it because I fucking hate it. Um, I'll watch it because they all tie together, and right. I need to know the complete story of it. And mm -hmm. we also have the episode coming up where what if 
uh, Tony Stark did not become Iron Man. Yeah, what what if uh, um, Killmonger became Iron yeah. Man? Which so. makes complete sense because the, the, the backgrounds work together for that to happen. That oh, way. yeah, yeah. So um, Killmonger might have not have turned into a bad guy, you know. And it, it'll be interesting if that happens in the same universe where T'Challa was taken. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Now, when you heard T'Challa's voice and you were watching that episode, did it pull at your heartstrings at all a little bit? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to come, he did a couple of episodes. Yeah, and apparently, he really enjoyed doing those shows. He was full on into it. He loved doing it. And he was a hundred, you know, behind it a hundred percent. So yeah, let, let's clink it one more time for Chadwick yeah. Bosman. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. he he was another true true hero of the Marvel universe. The and, fact that he was that he was, you know, this has all been said a million times in other places. Stuff. The fact that he had cancer and he was in the bad shape that he was, and he still continued doing what he did. Oh yeah, you yeah. know that says something right there. Because he really, everybody, everybody has said how much he loved playing the character and doing what he did. Mm-hmm. And you could just hear it when he was doing that episode. You could just hear he was having a blast playing that role, you know? Yeah. Like he was really enthusiastically into it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It really, it's strange and it's odd. Um, now, my, my question is, um, because Marvel, or like Disney has done an amazing job just since the beginning of this year, everything rolling into everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're at a point where Shang-Chi opens tomorrow. There's three episodes left of, or excuse me, four episodes left of What If. Yep, and then after that we get Hawkeye. And then, well, I don't know. They haven't released a, like, have they released a start date for Hawkeye? No, but they have confirmed that is the next series to come. Right. That is the next but, one in the pipe. So... The what if will probably run right to the Eternals because I think the Eternals comes out in no the Eternals comes out in November, so we're 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 actually going to have like this lull where there isn't anything Disney to watch because we have gone from I Mandalor- think that's by design though because they don't but like we went to the from the Mandalorian to Wanda to. Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Loki. Yeah. It just hit after hit. Like, as soon as one series was done, the next one picked up. And, and I, I think that's by design because they want to give the movies room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Now, Shang-Chi, originally I was like, I don't care about this movie. Having seen the preview and having read all of the reviews, everybody that I go to in the Marvel Universe for movie reviews of what's good and what's bad, everybody has come back and said, yes, this movie is good. Give it a shot. Go see it. It ties things together really nicely. And, but I'm, but again, we go back to the Eternals. Nobody cares about the Eternals. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, oh my God. They, they even came out with a new, the final Eternals trailer. Which does explain a few which, things. Which, but... which they, they actually go to pains to mention, like, well, fucking Thanos came and fucked up the world. Why didn't you do shit? And they're like, we weren't we're supposed to intervene. We were told not to intervene. And it's just like, that's it? Mm-hmm. That's your justification? Yeah. yeah. It is, you're only supposed to intervene if it's this one particular bad guy, but like fucking half the universe is destroyed and that wasn't a sufficient enough threat for you to go... Hmm. Maybe maybe we should maybe we should be in on this one. Yeah. Again, my attitude is still. I'll go see it for the train wreck. I'm still yeah. like Shang Chi. I don't want to see it for the train train wreck anymore. Now I legitimately want to see Shang Chi because it does. Everybody says it's good and it looks good. So now I'm like, okay, 
I'll give this the Guardians of the Galaxy attitude of like, okay, I'll give this a shot. This this might not be that bad. Let's see what they do. The Eternals, I'm still like, ah. Okay, so ah. I am to the point now where I believe Shang-Chi will be more like Guardians and the Eternals will be like Thor the Dark World. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of what I <laughs> yeah. just said. But yeah, that's kind of the yeah. same. That's yeah, it's, But we're still going to go see it. Yeah, I mean... We're still going to go. I have my tickets. I will be going to see Shang-Chi tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Like, when we're eating popcorn at Shang-Chi, it's because we're in the movie. When we're eating popcorn at Eternals, it's going to be like, oh, this is going to be really bad. Let's watch this. That's It's going to be two different popcorn eating experiences. Maybe we're wrong. You know, I think we're wrong about Shang Chi, and I will eat my. I will gladly eat my words about any of these movies. I want to see good movies. Yeah, I that, want that's to see... the thing. I don't want them to fail. Yeah. I want them to be good. So do I. I don't. I don't want to go to a Marvel movie going. Oh, this is going to suck. I just paid money to see a shitty. I, I want to go and see a good movie. You know, I want all of these movies to be good. And uh, Eternals is still looking. I don't know. Kit Kit Harrington. You know. I, I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm interested in what's going to happen with the Black Knight because, the, see, again, the Black Knight and the Avengers, it was kind of like, the Black Knight was kind of one of those characters where it's kind of like, eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. I don't know. Eh? But. Sure. But the. <laughs> like Wonder Man? Eh? Yeah. Eh, yeah. The real world shattering reveal was the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer last week. Yeah. Like, like that dropped and legitimately may have broken people's minds. Yeah, but we kind of expected that to be good. Like, we knew... Like, it's one of those things where there were so many things in it that were the absolute worst-kept secret. Like, Yeah, the, like whole, the, the whole movie is the worst-kept secret yeah, in Hollywood. Like, oh, <laughs> it's like Alfred Molina spotted on set. Yeah. Or, or uh, Willem Dafoe visits the set of Spider-Man, yeah, and it's like, and then yeah. The, the guy who plays Matt Murdock, you know, yeah, he's like, been photographed. It's, it's, it's the which, worst kept secret. Right. But I gotta wonder, here's the thing. I'm wondering how much of this was by design. Like, no, we didn't want this stuff to get out, but let's, we let's absolutely want this, this to get out. out. And it's a, it's like I, a game they're playing, you know. To the to, point, to the point where the trailer was supposedly leaked. It was online. leaked, and it was horrible. Yeah, like the quality of it was absolutely yeah, abysmal. It was. It was really bad. And then the next day, the actual trailer. Oh no! Came it wasn't. Out. It wasn't even the next day. It was later that evening. Yeah. Um, because I was watching a video about the trailer leaking, and then got a, fa- a YouTube notification that they had dropped the real mm. trailer. Um, the rumor now is, and there's that's another thing. Like there's the, the, there is a rumor now that. Sony is purposely generating rumors at this point, contradictory rumors, and they've also there's a rumor now that they're, there's um because there's a death there's supposedly a death scene in the movie one of the major characters is going to die, um, and they're filming supposedly multiple scenes that aren't going to make it into the movie, which they they did something like that with Avengers Endgame, but I don't know if it's it costs a lot of money and time to go and fake. To film scenes that are fake and stuff like that. Yeah. To to keep stuff, but they've done it. I mean, it has happened before. There's there's been a precedent for it. Well, um, I mean, that was the whole thing of when Return or when Empire Strikes Back filmed. Um, the only two people on set who knew what Darth Vader was really saying were the director and Luke Han- or uh, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, even the guy who was in the Darth Vader suit was given the fake line. Mm-hmm. Um, and James Earl Jones. When he recorded the vocals later, knew the real line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
if if we're taking bets, it's happy. I, I'm I'm willing to bet Happy's gonna. I could see that because um, he has in. Re- I mean, he's in Star real, Wars in real life. John Favreau's got a lot of plate. shit juggling. Yeah. He's 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 him and the other guy are single handedly responsible for pretty much saving the Sa- the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, you know, and if um, they get rid of Kathleen, well, we're not going to go into it, but I, I'll just say Kathleen Kennedy needs to go. Yeah, so, so and I don't want to cause you more editing grief. So, <laughs> so but yeah, I, I could totally very, see that very happening. Very easily, um, it wouldn't shake things up too much if if Happy died. Uh, yeah, John Favreau's got other stuff to deal with um, because that is kind. That would be his equivalent to Uncle Ben dying. Right, right. So because that's one thing they've kind of tippy-toed around. Yes, um, that there isn't an Uncle Ben. Correct. Yeah, and. That's one of the things I've always kind of wondered. I'm like, well, how are they going to solve this problem? But again, I also said, well, we already know what happens with Uncle Ben, so why why go over it again and again and again? That was, that was my favorite thing about this iteration of Spider-Man is we didn't have to sit through yet another, another origin, fucking yeah. retelling of the Spider-Man origin story. Yeah. Um, and apparently Miles Morales is supposed to be in this movie, but not as Spider-Man. Um, but Miles Morales is coming to the Marvel Universe as the other Spider-Man. So, so there'll be four. It's it's. I'm I'm a little worried about this because it's probably it it follows one of my second no. Too many third, characters. No, third least favorite Spider-Man story of all fucking time. Um, which is. Spider-Man selling his soul to Mephisto to have the world forget that he told everybody that he was really Peter Parker. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. Is it just me, or when you watched that trailer, was Doctor Strange acting weird in that trailer? Did, did he seem like he... Because, I, I, like, in the tra- it just doesn't... No, I'm not saying that he is Mephisto. Well, they've obviously borrowed it from One More Day, the One More Day storyline. Right. And, you know, I'm sure they've changed it. I'm sure they've, uh, they've, they haven't they've put Mephisto in it or what have you. Right, because the One More Day was a, uh, a spinoff of Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But this is supposed to be, this movie, which they briefly, they do show a scene of it where Doctor Strange gets sucked away. The Spider-Man movie leads into the, the multiverse of madness. So something happens to Doctor Strange in this movie, leading him into the multiverse, multiverse of madness. That's how it all ties together. Well, yeah, I mean, they liter- there's literally a line where Doctor Strange is doing the spell to make the world forget about Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And he says... Stop um, messing up the spell. No, he says um, the theory of the multiverse is something we know painfully little about. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, like, I've seen so many theories of like, oh, that, that doesn't seem like Doctor Strange. Like, it does. It seems like big dick energy Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I don't see him doing that spell for Peter. I don't know. We, we gotta see. Because it's, it's, trailers are edited, like, many, many times scenes are put into trailers which never make it into the movie. I, I do just love him sitting there in, like, his sweatpants his hoodie, mm-hmm. his coffee mug, and then the cloak. Cloaks on, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, in fact, I just downloaded the miniature of that. What you see also is Wong walking through a porthole to go somewhere with suitcases, and we see Wong in the Shang Chi trailer fighting the Abomination. So it's like, hmm, I wonder if Wong's going to China or whatever the hell he's going to fight in that tournament to fight the Abomination. That's why he's got his backpack going through the, the porthole. Because fucking Wong. 
It, it's you know it's it's funny like how these minor characters in the background tie because Wong was in the the last Doctor Strange What If episode, and he was also he's like he's like Strange's Jiminy Cricket. You know he's the he's the conscious telling him, hey, don't do this, don't do that, do that. You know he's the one that kind of is the voice of reason inside of Doctor Strange's head. Mm-hmm. You know for the most part, and then he's seen in the commercial too. He's like, don't do this, and he's like, yeah, I won't do it. And he winks or whatever. Now we don't know. If that's what he's actually winking at, that could be clever editing in the commercial to make it appear as something different because they're very good at doing that. So, but the two, two of the bigger takeaways are the point where we see the pumpkin bomb rolling on this, 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 uh, the highway. And the Doc Ock arm coming in. Well, no, just Alfred Molina straight up showing up as Dr. Octopus, which fucking A... Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus, just Spider-Man 2. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 was the best Spider-Man movie until Homecoming came out. See, there's another strong rumor going around that now that Sam Raimi is back working in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that now that Tobey Maguire back and all the other actors are back, there's also strong rumor now that now that those Spider-Men are now canon in the Marvel Universe again, that there will be other spinoffs with those Spider-Man because they have confirmed also that the other Spider-Men will be making other appearances in the Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. which is strange because they haven't confirmed that they're going to be in these movies yet. But here's the weird thing about Sony. You've seen all of these these footage, like blue screen footages and all these leaked footages and stuff where people going, that's probably fake, that could be fake. But Sony has gone out and put copyright strikes and pulled these pictures down. So it's like, well, if they're fake, then why is Sony putting these copyright restrictions out there and pulling these pictures down again? So if they were fake, they, Sony would be like, ah, just leave it alone. And the other thing is, Sony's only pulling them off of one media source and not another. They'll pull some pictures off of Twitter, but they'll leave them on some other place. So they'll pull them here and they'll leave someplace there. So it's like, what's going on here? What's going on here is Sony is Artificial... in... No, no, is the fact that Sony is in very real jeopardy of being bought out by Disney. Mm -hmm. And so they are trying to basically clamp down as much stuff as they can to control the media... it, it, it's weird because but it's it doesn't make if they're fake pictures then why would they put the cease and desist orders on them and the copyright claims to pull those pictures down because even if, if they are fake it can be more hurtful to a sony from an investor standpoint um mm, i disagree because any coverage everybody is hyped about this movie everybody it's again it's no secret the, that that's is the thing if it's a if you generate hype and you don't deliver on that hype that makes investors weary. It's already out of control. At this point, the hype the hype machine is already so large. The hype train has pulled into the station. All aboard. Choo-choo. So at this point, I, I, there's very little damage control they could do to live up to. And plus, again, as we've said before, everybody is more concerned about, is, is more interested in what's going on with the Wanda, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, all of that stuff coming up. Then, then anybody's really concerned about what's going on with the Eternals and the Shang-Chi and that part of the universe. No, I mean, from the stuff I'm reading, nobody's even talking about that. The only thing people are talking about is fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man and then Doctor Strange because they tie in together. Right. Nobody knows they tie in together. So everybody's curious about what's Doctor going on. But only Doctor Strange in the context of his appearance in this movie. Um, I am just going to flat out say I don't think Doctor Strange is Mephisto. Oh, I don't because, think so either. Because 
we have had so many Mephisto scares. Mm -hmm. um, and they've all just flat out been wrong. To the point where it's now like, fuck it, no. I, I don't even think Marvel wants to bring Mephisto in. I don't think so either. I don't, because again, there's already enough on their plate with the whole multiverse stuff going on right now, all the craziness. The big overarching thing about all this multiverse stuff is like, okay, we all know everything is now going batshit crazy. Everything is going into wild, crazy directions. We've got the What If show, which are now canon because of the Loki show. All of this stuff all ties together. The big thing at the end is, how are they going to tie all this back together again to make everything as normal as they possibly can? That's where, at the end, is like that's where I'm wondering. It's like, all right, well, everything's going crazy now. How do you fix this problem of all of these different realities popping up all over the place and all of these things going on? That's like, how do you tie those loose ends together and make it, how do you resolve that storyline on top of what's going on with the other stuff happening with the Shang-Chi and the Eternals and all that stuff? Because there's, Marvel's got many different, like, what you had happen with Avengers Endgame, that all culminated with Thanos. We all know that was the end story for that thing. You know, all the storylines ended to that. This right now with this multiverse stuff, it's all over the place. There's no grand end. How does all of this end? What is the end game for all of this craziness? You know, and they've already said that Secret Wars is coming. Um, there is a Secret Wars show that's confirmed. They've already got the logo for anything coming on to Disney+. Plus. So how are they going to do the Secret Wars? How How is all of this going to tie together in the end? That's like, Where is this grand story all going? That's where Re I'm Realistically, um, how they ended all is fucking Secret Wars, because that was the whole thing with the last time Marvel um, Brought did, one, did, did one, of their big ret, one of their big retcons was fucking Secret Wars, or Secret Wars 2. Or no, Secret actually, Wars actually, was dumb. <laughs> no, actually, I take it back. That was Secret Wars three. I don't even remember um, Secret Wars three. Secret Wars one. No, was Secret great. Wars three happened about five or ten years ago. They brought back the Secret Wars, and that was how they effectively ended the Marvel's Ultimate Universe, and refolded the certain things from Ultimate Marvel back into the main Marvel timeline. Mm -hmm. Was they did Secret Wars again, and it's everybody's drawn back into Battle Realm, and at the end of it. It goes back to one singular timeline, and Ultimate Marvel ceases to exist. Uh, some of the other offshoot, uh, like the Apocalypse Universe, ceases to exist. Well, um, we know one of the Doctor Strange universes has ceased to exist. <laughs> yeah. So, so very likely, the the point where everything verges back together will be Secret Wars. Granted, but I want to know. I want to know where that, how this journey is all going to tie together. I just fucking said secret wars. I get it, but how do you get from point A to point B? How what happens in between? Yeah, that's that's where I'm that's where I'm saying with this. How at, at the, okay, they tie it all together at Secret Wars, but Secret Wars is going to be a Disney Plus show. I don't see them tying us all together with a Secret Wars Plus show. I know who's going to be the big baddie at the end of this. We know we know the Fantastic Four is coming, and apparently. Um, the guy who played young uh, Professor Xavier is supposed to be in Multiverse of Madness, which makes sense because of the comic. James McAvery. Yeah, because Professor X was the only guy that could really rope a Wanda in because she was weak to mental attack. She was strong against everything else, but the mental stuff, which as was exhibited in WandaVision, she was, she wasn't, she's not real strong in defense against mental stuff, people fucking with her head. And Professor X is the kind of guy that you could bring in. He's the only one that could really rope her in and bring her down because he could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, she could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. So if the multiverse happens, which, it goes yeah, which, the way it was. Which, which that was like a, a dumb thing when they changed her powers around. 
Because um, Doctor Strange's whole shtick is that he is the most powerful magic user in the Earth dimension. Yeah, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, like, like everybody else is a level of power below him. But then all of a sudden it was, oh, well, we need to make, we need to have Wanda retcon the Marvel Universe. Here's the thing around that, though. Doctor Strange is really only on his second movie. And really, they have never actually, up until the last, up until that last episode of What If, they've never referred to him yet as the Sorcerer Supreme. I don't think he's actually earned that title yet. So he's still... You could very easily say, yeah, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme yet. He hasn't earned that title yet. So he's still learning. He's still evolving as a character. Now, in theory, by the end of the third movie, he would be Earth Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I've got to go back and watch Doctor Strange. I haven't watched it in a minute. So. Yeah, because they never said at the end of Doctor Strange that he was the Earth Sorcerer Supreme. He hasn't usurped that role yet. He's a badass. He's good. But they've never actually said, okay, you are the Sorcerer Supreme now. And the other thing they have to explain is how does he get the eye back? Because after at the end of Infinity, at the Infinity War, they wouldn't put all the stones back again. His 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 eye of Agamotto is one of the Infinity Stones. It's the Time Stone. So how does he get that back? What's you know? There's a lot to explain still. Time traveling Steve Rogers goes uh, here. Have this back. It's, it's very possible. That is that is also very possible. Now, how do you get around? He's not. They could very very easily just say, yeah, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme yet. He's not that powerful yet. Now, if he goes toe to toe to with Wanda. And she beats his ass or fights him to a standstill. That would still make sense. Now, if it was the third movie and she comes in and still beats his ass, then I'd be scratching my head a little bit. So I'm willing to give that a little bit of leeway. Because Doctor Strange's character arc and development still isn't done yet. Usually they do three movies with a character. Usually. On average. They're doing it with Ant-Man. They've done it with Thor. They did it with Iron Man. They get it with Captain America. Every character usually gets their three movie arc for their character development and their storyline to happen. And we're not even into the second movie yet. So we'll see what happens when he goes toe-to-toe with Wanda. And Wanda is a nexus being. You know, her powers are a little bit different. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to spend that for now and see where it goes. So that's, you know, uh, what else has been happening that I can think of in the geek world? Uh, Doom Patrol is about to start back up. You have not watched Doom Patrol yet, have you? I have you? not. You need to watch that show. You do. It is so weird. It is so incredibly weird. It really is. It's a fun show, but it's strange. It's really off the wall. Like, it's so weird. My wife likes that show a lot, and it's so out there and bizarre that I look at my wife, and I'm like, how can you like this show? But uh, that and Titans is back on. I've been watching Titans again. You haven't watched Titans yet either. You see, you're you're not into the DC stuff yet. I am not. Titans was good. Titans is a decent show. Everything that they've... See, this is what's... I'm going to go side rant here in a little bit, but not bad. DC DC movies generally suck, but the television stuff that they've done it hasn't been that bad. And the stuff that they tried to do on their network, which is now on HBO, it hasn't been that bad. Um, like Titans is decent. Uh, Doom Patrol is decent. Um, there's some other show that isn't that bad either. Um, give them a shot. Give them a watch. You know, see what see what you think about them. But that's uh, been going on, and I think that's pretty much... I think that we're all caught up on everything. Um, you know, we're just after this is Hawkeye, and then um, Moon Knight's coming. Moon Knight, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with. Yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all stuff that's in the next year. Um, but we know our movies till the end of the year mm-hmm. are Shang-Chi, The Eternals, and um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Then next year, in the early year, is The Multiverse of Madness and... Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. 
I think that's as far out. Of, no, because yeah, the, there's Ant-Man and the, there's the third Ant-Man movie. But they don't have a release date for that yeah. yet. Um, yeah. And they've also, like we know in that one, that his daughter pretty much takes over his role and she becomes stature, which she was. They're, they're really setting up the Young Avengers. In the background, they're really strongly setting up the Young Avengers. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what the Hawkeye show is about, him passing the mantle on to the girl. He trains her. Um, we know Wicked and Speed are coming because they're in WandaVision. That's what Multiverse of Madness is about. She's trying to find her kids, Wiccan and Speed. I don't think they're going to call them, well, probably call them Speed, but Wiccan, I don't know about. Yeah. Um, and you've got the Ironheart character, which they said is coming um, to take over for the Iron Man role. We've got Kid Loki. Kid Loki was in the Young Avengers. So all of the stuff in the background is there to happen, which leads me to wonder if the next Avengers are just going to be the Young Avengers and they're not going to have you know, old adventurers, you know. Mm. Well, Shang-Chi would probably be in there, or else they wouldn't be bringing him in for the most part. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I was One one of the notes I have is I was going to talk about uh, one of the things we've been working on lately, you and I, is Stargrave. Sure. So. I have not yet played it. Neither of us Um, have played it, but it's a... uh, it's a miniatures agnostic war game published by Osprey Press, and it's skirmish level, so you've got maybe 10 to 12 miniatures, and everything's resolved with the D20, but this is something you and I have been looking for for a while, is like a small miniature game that allows for a little more storytelling with a little less rules crunchiness, and... We something we can just take miniatures and play. I was looking. I was just looking for a game to use all these old miniatures that I have from other games that I don't really use for anything anymore. Osprey Games. I would really love to talk to somebody from that company. They are. They, their niche is they make games, and they don't care what miniatures you use. They make Gaslands. Well, Go ahead, use Matchbox cars. We don't care what you use. They make Stargrave. Stargrave more than well. Osprey doesn't specifically make the games, they publish books. Is you come to Osprey and you say, Hey, I have this book that I want to publish. Mm-hmm. And it could be a role playing book, it could be a history book, it could be a book focusing on like, like I have books in my gun library from Osprey Press that are just deep dives into, Hey, this is a book on the development of the Luger. From 1918 through World War II. Yeah, but their games, though, Yeah, but they, they don't care what miniatures you use. Here's the rules. Here's, yeah. We sell miniatures. Here's miniatures for Stargate. You don't have to use these. You can, right. use, you can use all those old 40K Necromunda miniatures or Star Wars miniatures or whatever the hell you want to use. Go ahead and use them. Here's a set of rules. Oh, and, and it's... it's like Frostgrave is the same way. Here, make make it's it's Frostgrave is gang warfare in a fantasy setting instead yeah. of a futuristic so setting. Frostgrave and Stargrave are the two are the same game, just one's fantasy, one's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it goes further into if you get like some of their historical war games, like uh, some of their Napoleonic stuff, it will be like, hey, you don't even have to choose it. Like, you can play with the scale. You want to play this at 15 millimeter? Here's how to play it at 15 mm-hmm. millimeter. You want to play this at uh, 172 say, scale? Here's how to use this at 172 scale. Yeah. Because um, 
I recently got a subscription to Miniature Wargaming Magazine. Which I have sitting next to me. I saw yeah, the, the, new, the new issue just came like the other day. It doesn't look as cool as Nazi Moonbase Magazine, but, you know. Well, I... Nazi Moonbase is an Osprey publishing book. And it was somebody just wanted to write this alternate history about the Nazi Moonbase. And mm-hmm. Osprey was like, okay, yeah, we'll publish it if people will buy it. Yeah. Um, but reading Miniature Wargaming has really kind of opened my eyes to the broader world other than just playing Warhammer 40k. Um, that there are still people around the world who play rank and file Napoleonic era oh, war yeah, games. Oh yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I, I, I've seen that a while ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the point where uh, they just announced for Adepticon next year, Adepticon 2020, they're going to have an overflow site at a second hotel and they're moving a lot of the historical miniature games to there mm-hmm. because they they oversold the uh, the big hotel we're usually at. They just don't have enough convention space to run all the events anymore. Yeah, I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. So, it's just a lot of these Napoleonic and old war games went by the wayside because 40K and all the other tabletop games kind of come in and bowled them out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to Osprey, um, that's one of the things I love about the company. It's like, here's rules. Do whatever you want. Use yeah. whatever you want. We don't care. Just buy our game. Right. You know? and, and it's, here's this book for how to play this game, and that's just it. Here's the we're, templates in the back. Photocopy yeah. them. Do whatever well, no, you want. It's, we're not going to publish 12 rule books in addition to this. It's just like, here it is. That's like, not true, because a Frostgrave has got a lot of expansions to it, and Stargrave has expansions coming as well. But again... I still like it because I can go buy miniatures, print miniatures, and nobody's going to... It's not like Games Workshop where it's like, no, you've got to use our stuff, and you've got to use... And, and here's a new addition, so those miniatures don't work anymore. you got to buy these miniatures now. And Osprey's like, no, just buy our, just buy our, buy our rules. But I'm okay. saying like some of the other stuff they do. Is, uh, there's a, a game I picked up uh, called Zone Alpha, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a post-apocalyptic sci-fi, but like very... Russian aesthetic to it. Um, it's loosely based off of the Stalker video games and the uh, the Metro 2033 video games. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called A Billion Suns, which is a Starship level Combat, game. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, yeah, they are going to have... Uh, there's two expansions coming for... They've got their Cyberpunk one as well. Oh, yeah, Reality's Edge. I yeah. just picked up that. It's, um, a, it's a Cyberpunk... Um, miniatures war, miniatures game against yeah. small gang warfare that's um, another thing like i don't when i play these like one of the things i don't like 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 poor amber 40k and even war machine i used to play war machine and hordes for a while you got to go out and buy these massive armies and you got to build them which great if you're a hobbyist and that's what you're into that's great i've got nothing about that i don't have a lot of money i'm married yeah so i have no money well i tell you, you know? yeah i tell you what i have pretty much gone back to Warhammer being a passing fancy. Like, I... There were a couple of new model kits that came out that had some really nice models, which I bought for those. But I currently am not building a Warhammer 40k army for anything. Um, The way the game is... The meta of the game right now is I have no interest in playing it. And the rules are changing so fast that it's... You can't like it's faster than normal like it used to be a codex would come out and then okay like they'd have the codex then a couple of months after that codex there would be uh some errata for it 
but now it's the codex comes out within a week of the codex coming out it's oh here's a rata for the codex you just bought yeah uh, that changes the rules. And while you're still adjusting to that, within another two weeks, the next codex is out, and now there's a whole new army you have to deal with, and then that codex is getting errata, and it's... So plus they'll release a new version of the rules, and not all, the miniatures aren't even all out yet, so you can't... There's rules in there for miniatures that you can't go buy that aren't available, and they're expensive. Like, okay, again, I'm going to go back and bitch about the Blood Bowl thing. I, I like Blood Bowl. I bought the new version of Blood Bowl, and what was it like a year after I bought it? A year and a half, the new version of Blood Bowl came the out. The new, new version of Blood Bowl. And I'm like, I just went and bought this, and now I got to go fork over another hundred. Okay, well, to be fair, they knew they messed up, so they gave you better. They gave you full teams and stuff, so you were getting your money's worth. But it's still, it's like, why couldn't you guys do this right a year and a half ago? You know why? Now I got to buy more. Now I got to buy more. You know, and it, it wasn't just like. Osprey needs to come out with a fantasy football yeah. game. <laughs> game. Well, uh, well, the thing is, is Blood Bowl, this is version th three. No, this is version four. And they um, even stopped coming out with those games for a while because once you bought your teams, they couldn't make any more money off of the game. So, they so it was, there was a shift in GW leadership uh, early 2000s that focused away from specialist games and back into mainline games. It was, we want to focus on our mainlines, we're not going to worry as much about the specialist games, and for a, most of the 2000s, that's how it was. Now, Blood Bowl has a huge secondary, like, a huge following. Yeah. Like, it is amazingly popular in Europe. Like, probably an order of magnitude more popular in Europe than it is here. Because the rules were a good set of rules that didn't need a lot of tweaking. People it, were still playing the last version of it right up until the new version came out. Oh, no, 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 no. The What happened was is the people who played Blood Bowl made their own fan rulebook. They called it the Living Rulebook. They did that with Necromunda, too. Yeah, and they kept it up. Until I want to say the last living rulebook update was 2016, and then shortly after that was the new version of Blood Bowl, and then that was still kind of the living rulebook. But when this most recent version of Blood Bowl came out, it was a fundamental change in the rules that required like you couldn't use the old version of the rules and just say, oh, "Okay, well this this changed, this changed, and this changed." No, now it's your, the fundamental stats changed, how dice rolls changed, and there's less in common with the old versions than there is with the new version. Is it more streamlined? Yes. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't um, want to, but I'm going to. I wish Osprey would come out with a fantasy football game so I could just be like, okay, boom, I could just print miniatures and bam, doom, yeah, whatever. Use the miniatures I got. And, and that's the other thing is... I keep saying that's the other thing, but... Um, um, going back to, in Europe, like, because they kept playing after GW stopped mating, making stuff, there's a whole European industry of third-party Blood Bowl stuff. Like, it is 100% common for a Blood Bowl tournament to occur, and nobody's using GW miniatures. Yeah. Uh, everybody's using either their own custom miniatures or third-party stuff. I've got third-party stuff for Blood Bowl. And oh, yeah. I've got now STL files to print Blood Bowl. Yeah. Um, 
But that that's that's another note I wanted to hit on is is I kind of got you bitten on the 3D printing. Oh bug. yeah, my, I'm I'm getting one. I'm yeah. definitely getting one, especially now that we're playing Stargrave and and, and all of these things. It's like it's like I don't I don't want to buy min- I, the the ability to look at a miniature and go I like that I want that I'm going to use that for this and be able to download it and print it and make it and then boom I've got a unique miniature that I can do whatever I want with. That is amazing, you know it's. Mm-hmm. 3D printing is going to save me so much money on miniatures and other lies I've told myself this year. It, well, it's not going to save me money. It probably, well, it's going to get me back more into gaming. Like, because mm. I was a period, there's been a long period of time where I just haven't gamed because I haven't yeah. had time and, you know, and all these things. And, and then Stargrave comes along. Like, oh, so I'll say this about Stargrave. Like, I also, me and you also play Gaslands, which is a tabletop uh, combat cars game that uses matchbox cars. If you're an old school gamer, you used to play Car Wars. It's it's like that, um, but you can use Matchbox cars, and um, that started getting me in the gaming again because I was like, wait a minute, I can just go up to the local grocery, I can go up to the local Kroger and buy a Matchbox car for a buck, convert it, paint it, and make it look like something on a Mad Max, and I don't have to spend a ton of money on a hobby to do it. Nope. Okay, I can go out and spend twenty five bucks and have all of the cars that I need for this game. I'm in. And that got me, and that it scratched that itch, that creative itch of sitting down and hobbying and building and stuff like that. Stargrave comes along, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have all of these old Necromunda miniatures and fantasy miniatures that I haven't touched in years. I now have a purpose for them again. Oh, here's, and I don't have to buy anything. Here's the so. best thing, and like I found STL files for uh, Lone Star and Barf from Spaceballs. And I totally... There's STL, well, STL files, for people who don't know, are the files that you download to 3D print whatever, yeah. the miniature that you want. That's what the files to print them are called. Uh, stereolithograph is mm-hmm. what it stands for. But yeah, so I found STL files for Lone Star and Barf, and I totally sat down and in 10 minutes figured out how to make uh, Lone Star and Barf as my captain and my first mate for Stargrave. Yeah, that's what's cool about Stargrave. You could make... You you can make a team out of whatever you want to. Like I've got a whole bunch of Star Wars minis a, a buddy of mine gave me years ago that I've never touched. See, th- me and you've had this conversation. I, I've been involved in all kinds of games over the years, and over the years I've given a lot of my stuff. I'm like, well, I'm not playing this game anymore. I'll sell it or I'll give it away or whatever. I don't do that anymore. Now, whenever I get gaming stuff, it I'll have it when I die. I'll have like I, I'll I'm like you. I'll be a hoarder for my gaming stuff. It's like this game hasn't <laughs> been played in 20 years. I'm not getting rid of it. Because at some point, I'm like, I might reuse this. And I'm, now I'm glad I didn't do that because now I'm getting into these games again. And I'm like, I can re, I can use these miniatures again. I can do this again. And I, I will be back into gaming. Like, uh, this will get me back into playing Dungeons and & Dragons and all of these things. The ability to print what I need on demand for a fraction of the cost. Yes, the, the overall startup cost is kind of high for, for a basic, for the printer setup that I want to get, which is the one you have, it's like $308. So I'm going to pay my money up front, but... I will no longer have to be like, wow, I don't want to pay four bucks for a miniature plus shipping and handling, or I want this miniature, but it's a GW miniature, which means it's going to be $35 for right. a miniature that costs them like four bucks to make or, you know, 88 cents to make in mass quantity. Now I'll be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and it'll be great. You know, terrain, sure, I'll print that. I need a bridge, I'll print it. I need guns for this car, I'll print it. I'll print that shit. Yeah, I'll just make it. So, you know, my, my 3D printer is going to be coming here by the end of the year. I'll have, I'll have um, the small, well, you've got a large and a small one. Yeah. I'm going to buy the small, I'm going to buy the small version of what you've got. And was, I've got another buddy of mine, he also does 3D printing. But it's really a game changer. And me and you were talking about it. I'm like, what are these companies like GW going to do where that is, that is how they've made all their money for all these years? You know, now, 
because, I mean, let's be real, they, they really are, GW really is expensive, and they really have rigged people over the coals for years doing what they do. Yeah, it's, well, GW has a policy of the, the price of a miniature is dictated by how important the miniature is for the game. Not how much the production cost is for that miniature, but how important it is for your game. So, yeah, you have your commander miniature, which probably comes on one sprue, is less than a nickel's worth of plastic uh, injection molded into this single sprue packaged by itself, that miniature is going to cost you $45-$50 because they know you need it. And they know you only need one of it, so they need to make as much profit out of it as they can. And that's their that's their pricing policy mm-hmm. um and then you have the dungeons and dragons miniatures which for a long time were we're going to sell you a box of random miniatures and you guys keep buying them until you get the miniature that you want to get to run your game oh, uh, now that's hated changed. Mi- yeah like that... random miniatures fuck that no, so it's me- like okay i've got nine thousand kobolds and i need a skeleton lord and i gotta keep buying boxes until i get a skeleton lord or i just go on ebay and buy it or what have you right right well and that was the uh, See, that discourages me from wanting to play the game because if I, need, I need the miniatures to play the game, but I'm not going to go buy all these miniatures to do it. Yeah, that it was the same thing with the Battletech Clicks game, the mm-hmm. collectible miniature game. It's yeah. like, oh, keep buying booster boxes to get the one me- combat mech you need. Yeah. But now I've got like, oh, here's 20 construction mechs. Who the fuck wants to use construction yeah, mechs? Yeah, you had a million combat. Like they were taking the Magic the Gathering ideology and moving it over to the miniatures world but again all you're doing is soaking people for money so there was a necessity need for something like this to come along to where i'm not going to pay this much money to get these i just want to be able to print what i want and it's kind of a thing that's it's it's like it's 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 the it's the gaming equivalent to napster you know (laughs) (laughs) it's out there you can't stop it now what are you going to do well gw well you can't play in our tournaments unless you're using our miniatures and a lot of people are like well fuck it we'll just do our own tournaments with our own miniatures and well and now what gw is doing is they're going after the people who make the stl files and it's oh you're doing a patreon for um futuristic soldiers in power armor mm-hmm. well that could be used for our game and we invented this concept so copyright infringement yeah we're going to send you a cease and desist letter because we know you can't afford to fight us how long again it's it's napster all over again yeah you're going to put out one fire and a million other fires are going to pop up right and, and people and, are just going to do it on their own and it's going to create an underground thing you, you're not going to be able to stop it at this well, point and and it's you apply that logic to any other concept and it kind of falls apart Mm -hmm. like Kraft didn't invent macaroni and cheese they produce macaroni and cheese they're well they're very well known for macaroni and cheese but Kraft is not going to every restaurant that makes its own mac and cheese and sending them a cease and desist letter yeah it's it's a it's a fire that you can't put out right and again this is why I go back to Osprey games and why I like them so much is like we don't care here's a set of rules by our rules do whatever the hell you want to do. Like, like Stargrave does have miniatures. They are pretty cool. And people, you've bought them. People do oh, buy yeah. Stargrave I was going to say, yeah. Um, uh, North Star Miniatures out of the UK 
makes a set of Stargrave miniatures, and they're actually really nice. Yeah, and they're not bad. They're not even that expensive. It's like, yeah, again, they're they're more economically priced. I would, you know, I've I've got a few Stargrave miniatures, um, but you know, that's that's the better attitude to have. So I'm curious, like, how is how is Games Workshop going to fight this? I don't. There's they're really not other than what they're doing now, which is which is making them dicks. And pretty much everybody in the industry has just accepted that GW are dicks, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> we're never getting anybody on them on the show to inter- for interview, anyways. But they, you know, there's, you know, because they they've always GW's always done dick move stuff. Like they did this thing where they were trying to go after people for copyright infringement. But GW has has co- has copied like the Tyranids are obviously alien knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the the Necrons are obviously Terminator knockoffs. They this name Space Marine. They had to get rid of that and change it to something else. Well, um, that well then that was a whole separate thing. Was they tried to uh, copyright the term Space Marine, and they well, it did go on for a while. Eventually, it, it they stepped on enough toes that bigger people said, "No, you don't own Space Marine." Yeah. It's been clearly used in literature well before you exi- your company existed. Uh, so what they did was they started this campaign of making sci-fi gothic names for everything. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, they're no longer space marines. They're, adepti- they're the Adeptus Stardays. Uh, it's no longer the tech marines. They're the Adeptus Mechanicus. It's no longer the Imperial Guard. They're the Astra Militarum. Yeah, they, but it still they goes created back to... it. They, they're now creating these terms that they can copyright. Yeah. And they can control and s- trying to force everybody to use those. Uh, yeah, but it still goes back to GW got almost all of their ideas from someplace else. You know, and, and then they're trying to be like, well, everybody's ripping us off. It's like, well, you've ripped everybody off. This is karma, you know, and I would, you know. It's, it's nobody's ripping. Well, yes, there are some people ripping them off. But the the larger thing is people are taking, okay, GW used to have an army of vaguely Soviet-looking Imperial Guardsmen called the Valhalla Nice Warriors. Mm-hmm. They discontinued those miniatures. There's a lot of people who like the Valhalla Ice Guard. Were those the guys with the trench coats and the gas masks? No, that's the... Because uh, the, uh, I have a few of them. Those are the Death Corps of Krieg. Okay, I have a few of them, yeah. which are going to make um, it into Stargrave at some point. Yeah, so so D- GW discontinued them. Well, people liked that, um, liked that army and liked that ecstet- aesthetic. So you will see people on Patreon or my mini factory or these places where you can sell stl files and it's futuristic space soviet army mm-hmm. and they look like the what gw had as the valhalla nice guard but even then gw was just making stuff that looked like soviet world war ii winter war guard yeah and just putting a laser rifle in it mm-hmm. and these people do that same thing and just change what the laser rifle looks like and now GW is coming after them for infringing on the copyright. It's like, well, they're not really infringing on it. They aren't directly copying your miniatures. They are taking inspiration from your miniatures, which is completely legal, and making something their own and unique, which is exactly what GW did. They were inspired by World War II area Soviet, 
this is going to go nowhere. In the end, there's, there's going to be too many people doing this. How many STL places out there? How many places out there can you go buy STLs? Oh. You're more into it than I am. There, there's, there's a lot, but, um, and I mean, GW shut, like every once in a while, they'll go through and they'll find these 3D printing groups and they'll shut them down. And on those groups, a lot of times, there are people who are just directly ripping off GW stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is an exact copy of a GW miniature. Okay, that is warranted. I yeah. understand that. And and that's not the stuff I'm downloading. Yes. I'm downloading people's unique creations and I'm That's why I love rating your files. Right. I'll go through I'm like, I want that. That is badass. That's cool. You know, and I'll I walk out of here like print this, print that, print that. And you're like, just buy a fucking 3D printer, dude. <laughs> Which and, is coming. <laughs> and me personally I'm paying for those files. Mm -hmm. That's why the joke I said of like, uh, I'm going to save so much money 3D printing and other lies I tell myself is, man, when these websites have sales, I'll spend $200 on SDL files. And when you're only going to use a quarter of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I'm backing like six people on Patreon who uh, like every month I get new STL files from them. Uh, so, so I'm, I want to find these people who are making art and I would like to continue to give them my money mm -hmm. uh, because I like what they are doing and they should make money doing that. Well, it's kind of punk rock too, you know, oh, it's totally punk. It's rock. like podcasting is punk rock. Cause no one's going to, no one's going to come along and put us on a radio show or whatever. So you, you, you want to get the word out there. You, you create your own and do your own thing. You know, and it's that's that that was like that was how Napster came about. Nobody wanted to go out and pay the ridiculous amount of money that they were paying for CDs anymore. You know, and then that's how Napster was created. And then, you know, all of these things are created to fill a niche or to fill a problem to take care of something. 3D printing has done that to the gaming world. You know, it is it is like we don't want to buy we don't want to go out and buy 50 million miniatures to get the miniature we want. We don't want to pay 70 dollars for a miniature that should probably cost at the most 20 dollars. You know? Yeah. This this is this is these are this is how these things work. This is how these things happen, and this is how these things evolve. You know? So um, that's just the way that it is. You know? And, and I'm I'm gonna buy a 3D printer, and I'm I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it, and I'm gonna get back into gaming now because because of this world. And I wonder how many. Like up until you got a three, like my other buddy had one, but I never, he never made anything with it. And I never completely understood the full dynamic of it until I sat down and looked at your computer and went, wait a minute, I can have all of these if I want to, Yep. you know, regardless if I need them or not. And I remember way back when Napster was a thing, I was like, wait a minute, I can have all of this music. Where do I start? You know, I remember being on AOL dial up and having the early days of Napster and my phone would constantly be, I, I would have so much stuff downloading at super slow speeds. I had so much music at one point. You know, point. it wasn't so bad when it was Napster, but when BitTorrenty came out and it went from being just, oh, okay, I'm downloading this song to, oh, I can download this file that's this artist's complete discography. Yeah, that's when I went a little crazy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, that's we're seeing that happen now with 3D printing because... We're just talking about it in the gaming sense. You can do all kinds of things with 3D printing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just talking about it in a very limited scope because it's what we're into. Yeah, like... So, uh, I... This is the equivalent of going from a typewriter to a word processor. This changes everything. Well, and you know? originally it wasn't called 3D printing. It was rapid prototyping. Mm -hmm. Was It was you had the idea, you had the ability to make a... 3d file and then make a physical copy of that 3d file mm -hmm. and the closest we had had it to that point in in the world was cnc machining if you wanted to make something out of a block of metal or something right. like that 
So, anyways, well, that's pretty much everything I could think of to talk about for this yeah, episode. Th I'm this running is, on a steam here. Rojan, uh, where can people find you? You can find me at my podcast, which is projectarchivist.com, home of the wonderful, the weird, and the strange. It is a completely different show to this. Um, and right now that show is on hiatus, but that hiatus is going to be coming to an end fairly soon. I'm going to be doing some appearances on other shows. And I'm already starting to set up guests for... Um, it probably won't get back up and running again until probably mid-September because I'm working. I'm kind of working two jobs right now, and I'm trying to fit everything into place. But, um, but the, the itch to get back to doing my show again is is becoming more prominent. It's funny. I've done more of, of this show than I have my own show that I've been doing for 13-plus years at this point. Um, but, yeah, you can find me at projectarchivist.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, on our Project Archivist Facebook page. And, of course, you can find me over on the Old Nerds Drinking page, uh, contributing over there as much as I possibly can, posting weird nerd memes and things like that. You know, uh, Big shout-out to my friend Tracy, who uh, has joined onto the page, and a uh, few people that are on a mutual page that I'm with her. And, uh, you know, hi, guys, how you doing? Welcome over to this show, too, as well. Hope you're here. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, and I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program. You can find us at Old Nerds Drinking on Facebook, the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook group. Come for the podcast, say for the memes. And you can email us if you have any questions or want to let us know anything at oldnerdsdrinking at gmail.com. And with that... End of line. Over? Did you say Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. It ain't over now. So, what's the plan? Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. Might as well write them off. Let's close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up. Lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're going streaking! Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Please.